Most people overestimate what they can get accomplished in one year, but underestimate what they can accomplish in 20 years, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that's kind of the mindset we've been in in the past where we overestimated everything that we're trying to do that one year. And often what it looks like is, is setting a huge goal and then really going for it for the first month, two months, three months, maybe. And then somehow you find yourself in December at the end of the year and you're like, oh, I forgot I was even doing that. Welcome to episode one of the Potentially Successful Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff James, and this is my co-host, Baxter Robb. We want you to join us as we pursue financial freedom. Believe me, we're going to make a ton of mistakes, and we already have, but we want you to come alongside us and learn everything we're learning as soon as we learn it. Yeah, in today's episode, we're going to be talking about goals. We'll give you an overview of why we think goals are important and what are some common mistakes that we've done and we've seen other people um, make when they're setting goals or pursuing their goals. Um, But before we do that, Jeff, why don't don't you tell us a little bit about kind of why you're doing the podcast? Why are, why are we here to, to teach people what we know? For sure. Yeah. About five years ago, I found, I found myself in uh, just, yeah, just living paycheck to paycheck. And I very quickly identified that as a problem that I wanted to solve. And so I started just doing simple things, learning, researching how to, you know, budget, manage my money a little bit wiser to get out of this, this rut that I was in of waiting for a paycheck to be able to pay my bills or eat or whatever. To answer your question back, so I think as I learned that, I realized, man, I don't want to do this alone and I don't want, you know, 20 years from now, 30 years from now, when I have my money working for me and I have that financial freedom that I want and I have that wealth of time that I get to spend however I want to spend, I don't want to be alone. I want my friends to be right there with me and I want them to have made all the mistakes but all the progress with with financial freedom that I have. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah, I would say a lot of the same thing. And I think both of us have the desire to, to teach people and to learn from one another and um, just kind of help people around us as we're learning. And by no means are we experts. We're, we're not financial advisors. We wouldn't give, I wouldn't say we always give sound financial advice, but our goal is to to kind of do it as, as much as we can and teach people uh, along the way. And, you know, I, I think for me, I think I don't want to wait similar to you to till I've been successful to start trying to teach people. And so I think that's what we want to do is we really want to bring people alongside us as we're making mistakes. You can learn from our mistakes and maybe not make the same ones, but then also the things that we have learned that have, that have worked out well for us, then hopefully you can kind of grab onto some of those and apply that to your own life and see how that certain piece of advice might be applied to you. And so, um, yeah, that's, that's really why I'm here. And I I know why kind of both of us are here. And so, um, yeah, jumping back into goals. Um, that's kind of where we wanted to start. I think starting with goals is key because I think with everything, we're going to see that really, unless you can kind of visualize where you want to be or have some sort of destination that you're headed, you're not going to really know how to get there. And so I think that's what goals do is it it does is it provides structure for you. And that's what I've seen in my life is, um, really your, your direction determines your destination. And so as you're, as you're focused on something specific, if, if you don't have, or you don't know what direction you're headed, you're not going to be quite sure of your destination. And that works the other way too, is if you don't have a destination in mind, you may not know the direction to go. And so I think that's what goals are going to help us do is focus 
focus on where do we want to be or what do we want to change in our lives? Or, you know, for you, for you, the listeners, that that could be something that you want or desire or, or anything. A goal can really be whatever, whatever makes sense for you. And um, that's kind of why we're starting there. And so, um, yeah, why don't you tell us a little bit or um, tell the audience a little bit about some goals that you have maybe for this year or long-term goals. You mentioned financial freedom. Um, can you speak to that a little bit? Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. For this year, um, <clears throat> me and uh, my wife and I, we, we've really, really tried to approach it a different way. I think, I think over the last few years, uh, me as an individual, and then, uh, my wife and I, we, we've honestly kind of set big audacious goals for the year. And, uh, there's this quote I love. It's like, um, most people overestimate what they can get accomplished in one year, but underestimate what they can accomplish in 20 years. Right. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I think that's kind of the mindset we've been in in the past where we overestimated everything that we're trying to do that one year. And often what it looks like is, is setting a huge goal and then really going for it for the first month, two months, three months, maybe. And then somehow you find yourself in December at the end of the year and you're like, Oh, I forgot I was even doing that, you know, nine months ago, sure. something like that. Um, but yeah, so like, so this year we're, we're trying, we're trying to approach it a different way. We're trying to approach it with small habits to build a foundation first. I mean, that's as simple as health habits, like working out every week and, and drinking enough water, that kind of thing. Uh, but, but my, our, our, our big goal kind of like at the end of the, 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 like kind of the, the light at the end of the tunnel kind of thing it is financial freedom. And that for us looks like, you know, time freedom, right? I don't want to trade my time for money anymore. I don't want the fundamentals of my life to be based around a nine to five or sure. eight to five job that I have to show up and build somebody else's company or, you know, fulfill someone else's vision and then have to, you know, put my own personal life and my family's personal life on hold. Right. That's, that's kind of where it is for me. Yeah. No, I think, I mean, I, I think my goals look very similar. Maybe each year they look a little bit different, yeah. but the end goal being financial freedom and really that time freedom that you talked about. Um, I think that's key. I think when I look at just <clears throat> from me and my wife of just what, what do we want our day-to-day -day life to look like? What do we want time with family or vacations or whatever? What do we want just our quality of life to look like? I agree. It doesn't look like being tied to a desk and having to work, you know, nine to five. Like, mm -hmm. I think, I think there's a lot of dignity and power and I desire to work and I want mm -hmm. to do things, but I would love the freedom to, to, to have that or to even make a job change. I think sometimes like even changing jobs seems scary, mm -hmm. but if we've, we've hit some of these goals where we have passive income, so we don't have to work, mm -hmm. then that gives that freedom to really to really do what we want to do and spend our time how we want. Yeah. Um, it's, it's really less about the money for me as well. Yeah. So. No, I, I love what you said there because it makes me realize that so many actions uh, and so many decisions I make, and maybe I would say this is probably common for most people without them even realizing, are fear-based, mm. right? So it's like it's you're at the job because you love it, sure, but you also don't leave the job because it's scary to – try something new, try something creative, try yeah. something, uh, even just a new job that, uh, in a whole new field or something. Because the thing is, if you fail, the job is your fallback. Right. Yeah. And so it's like, Oh, I can't fail. So you're only going to make very safe decisions that get you, you know, yeah, just like you're always going to be safe. Right. Yeah. So th that means you're, you're making decisions out of fear and it, it's, it's really kind of a, a lame life that mm. it produces, right? It's definitely not your full, your, your absolute fullest potential. Um, and so, yeah, I just, yeah, just as you said that, I realized like, oh, wow, like, um, 
just having that time freedom, that that passive income or whatever it is that that helps you to make more free and creative decisions with your life, you know, that that's the end goal, really. Yeah. That really is the end goal. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit more about goals. Um, you know, I kind of want to break down what I would say and kind of from what we've read from others, you know, there's lots of books, listen to podcast, other podcasts, um, about just kind of what do we think are the keys to, to setting goals. So I would break that down into kind of three categories. First would be vision. Um, second would be actionable, st- actionable steps or habits. Mm-hmm. And then third would be, you know, rolling with the punches, making adjustments, kind of tracking those goals. Um, so I'll kind of break those down a little bit. We can talk about each one, maybe talk about areas where we haven't um, been successful in those. I, I know, I know I have, I have a few examples. So, um, yeah, I'd say vision. I think this idea of seeing what you want, having vivid vision, um, or, or why, you know, I, Simon Sinek has a book, start with why, uh, where it breaks down the importance of having a reason behind what you do mm-hmm. and what you're setting out to do, not just setting out and with aimless action. And I think that's really important. And that's what we want to start with is, is vision and focus. And so, you know, if our goal is financial freedom and time freedom, that's going to influence what we do on a yearly, weekly, daily basis and give us the motivation to keep going. Um, without, without vision, a lot of times what goals look like is, you know, maybe you set a new year's resolution to, I'm going to work out three times a week. And then, yeah, that may work for the first couple of weeks or first few days, or even for a few months. But eventually I think a lot of people, I know myself, especially lose the willpower and the discipline mm-hmm. to keep going. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where the, if you can come back to a vision of this is where I want to be and this is why I want to get there. That's what's going to propel you towards that success. Um, you know, actionable steps. I would say on the flip side, you know, you mentioned a lot of times we can overestimate what we can do within a year. Um, I think that's true as well. You can you can set vision or you can say, I want financial freedom or I want to, to not have to ever work again, or I want to be in really, really good shape or something, you know, it could be any, any type of goal, but if you don't have a plan, you mm. don't have habits or you don't have actionable steps to do that, then you're essentially, you just have this dream. And that's kind of all it is. Yeah. is you're dreaming. You might think of something that you want or thinking of something that you kind of desire or, or a place that you want to get to, but without concrete steps of this is how I'm going to attain that goal. Um, you know, breaking it down, maybe it's a year goal by the end of the year, I want to be able to run a marathon or Mm -hmm. something. And it's like, okay, in order for me to do that, I have to be able to run, you know, I need to run five times a week. And and that kind of gives you a, a, a metric or a mark that if you're, if you're meeting that each time, there's a high degree of success that you will meet that end goal by the time you get there. So I think that's kind of what the actionable steps are. And then third is, adjustments and kind of rolling with the punches. I think, you know, life comes Mm -hmm. and things are going to change. Your goals may even change. You may have to pivot your direction and you may say, Hey, actually the destination in which I was heading is not where I want to end up. So let me pivot. Let me make an adjustment. Let me, let me tweak what I'm doing. And that will really set me on that, that path. And I think the, the, even the mindset of I'm going to have to make adjustments allows really gives freedom to do that. Because I think 
I know for me in the past, I've set goals. And then if you don't meet those goals, been disappointed. But even if I got somewhere close or some somewhere different. And so I think that's what those adjustments do is it gives you the freedom to say, hey, this is not actually where I want to be. Or, hey, I didn't quite got, get there, but I got here. And that's still a really good place. And so I think that's what adjustments is really about mm-hmm. is you take the vision, you take the actionable steps and you say, Stuff is going to happen. We're going to, things are going to have to change and life is going to, is going to crop up. So, um, that, that's kind of how I would break down those three keys. Do you have anything else to add? Yeah. I think just on, just on that last part, right. As you were talking, um, these thoughts came to mind that like we, we tend to idolize a goal, right? We tend to say, you know, by this time I'm going to do this thing, this big thing, whether it's audacious, whether it's kind of reasonable, but when we identify it as, you know, a single, a single sentence that we say, you know, that's the goal. We, we make it, we make the outcome binary, right? It's either, we either hit it or we didn't. Mm -hmm. It's either, it's either a win or we failed. Right. And, but like the way you were saying where it's, where it's actionable steps to reach that goal. So I'm, that actually makes me want to redefine goal as it's not a goal anymore. It's a direction, Mm -hmm. right? It's like, I want to be down that way by this time, right? And hopefully the direction, you know, has some sort of some sort of markers, but then you start looking at the at the sm- at the small actionable steps as the goals, right? Mm-hmm. It's like if I'm hitting these small goals of these weekly, you know, going on runs, say say we're going with the marathon thing, going on runs, that means I'm hitting my goals and it will get me it, it's I'm setting myself on the trajectory to head sure. that direction and by this time next year I should get there, right? Mm-hmm. So it's no longer that if I miss it, if I don't quite finish the marathon in the time that I wanted, mm. it's it's not that I failed. It's that oh wow, look at me, I'm running a marathon, yeah, right? Wow. Yeah. And it's still it's still a huge win, and it's still way further than you would have been if you didn't do any of this, right? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think I think that's just a, a paradigm shift that a lot that I need to go through that I feel like it, that that could be helpful for anyone just to 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 no no longer make your goals so binary. So like. Hey, it's either a win or a fail. It's it's more of a direction I want to go, and how do I get there? What are the steps? What are the habits? What are the actionable things that I can set up in my life to make uh, to set my trajectory in that direction? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, um, I, I I can think back to times where I've set goals in the past. You know, I think even even in high school, right? I started learning about this idea of setting a smart goal, right? Mm-hmm. Where I think it breaks down to like specific measurable, uh, attainable, relevant, and time-based. I think a lot of people might have heard that. If you haven't, basically that's just a, a, a way to set goals. Um, and it kind of breaks down each of those pieces to, hey, if you if you have a goal that meets these five criteria, it, it's a good goal. But again, I think going back to that, I, I can think through like even all of those things don't necessarily equate to success in goals and, and success in the pursuit of kind of whatever, whatever it is that you want. And I, I can relate to that in my own life. Like, um, you know, I, I used to play a lot of sports growing up and um, was very active, worked out all the time for, for sports. And then when I graduated college and stopped playing sports, I kind of lost interest in just like being active. And so I'm sure like many of our, our, our listeners, I've set goals where I'm like, I need to work out more often. I mentioned the marathon thing. That's not my real goal, but something like maybe working out a few times a week so that way I can have better health or just, just because I know it's good for me mm-hmm. um, is a goal. But I've, I've seen that goal in my life not come to fruition. I failed in that in a lot of times because I don't think I have a strong enough vision. Like, 
the goal for me is to work out maybe three times a week. So that way, because I know it's good for me. And it's like, that's not a super strong motivator for me for whatever reason when it comes to working out. And so... Um, I think although it might be a smart goal, it's specific, it's measurable, um, you know, it's attainable for me, it's time based, um, but it doesn't have the vision behind it. And so what I, you know, to continue talking about working out, I've started pivoting to, okay, in order for like my long term health for my family to still be around, I need to start taking care of myself now and start building those habits um, through goal setting so that way I can kind of be where I want to be and I can live a long, happy life, right? We're talking about financial freedom, but if I'm not healthy enough to enjoy it, then that's a bummer. And so that's kind of some of the vision I'm crafting behind, okay, I need to work out consistently. Mm -hmm. Um, But again, you know, I've really failed in that area. And so um, just kind of wanted to break that down of that was an, an area that I've, I've seen myself grow in and is creating that vision for myself. So that way I can buy in each day. If I don't want to wake up in the morning and work out, it's like, no, I have to, mm-hmm. I, I, I need to, I, I need to stay healthy. So mm-hmm. do you have any examples of that for, for yourself? Uh, yeah, that's a great question. I think, um, for me with, with our goal of, uh, financial freedom, I think, uh, as I've, as I've worked uh, for other people, I, I love building things. I love creating systems. I love getting into the operations of the company and figuring out how to, how to make it better or take a product and make it better. But the reality at the end of the day, uh, if I'm staying up you know, at night to finish a project and at the end of the day, it's like, it's not even my thing. I'm building somebody else's mm-hmm. thing. It's like, man, like, not that it always has to be about me or anything like that, but it's at the end of the day, if I'm spending my life and, and some of the key, uh, like some of the best years of my life where I'm the most alert, the most active, the just the, you know, have the most time to give, uh, building someone else's thing, right. Or their goal. I think my motivation and my why is, okay, how do I build something that will benefit, um, my life, my wife's life, my family's life, my community's life, that kind of thing, instead of just, you know, some, some, some big business or something like that, some, some, some company I'm working for or something, which, and there's nothing against working for a company sure. at all. Like, uh, that's, that's a lifestyle that that's, that's desired by many. It totally is. But for me personally, I'm like, man, I have a, like, man, I, I want to get into to music or I want to get into, um, you know, making films or, or just whatever, right? Those are all interested interests I've had in the past, but I I don't even have the the time freedom or the mental freedom to to even spend time thinking about that stuff because I'm I'm so worried about you know fulfilling the responsibilities I have for you know my job or or, 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 or other other things in my life. There's a there's a quote from the book Atomic Habits by James Clear that um, kind of makes this clear. It, it says, it's only by making the fundamentals of life easier that you can create the mental space needed for free thinking and creativity. I would define myself as a very creative, but if I am ever going to apply that creativity in my, in my personal life and really see awesome things that I get to build, um, it's only going to be when I, when I get the fundamentals down and make those easier. So it's like, if money is such a, such a fundamental of life and finances is such a fundamental, how do I make those easy? How do I make those work for me so that I can move forward into free thinking, into creativity so that I can have kind of have fun in life. Right. 
Yeah. What What are some of the ways that you're kind of starting to pursue that goal of financial freedom to kind of start maybe working for yourself? Uh, can you Can you tell us a little bit about that? For sure. Yeah. Um, I think I think one of the one of the best ways that I've identified for my situation for my lifestyle is real estate. Okay. And I think um, so. So currently. Um, we went in on a uh, a property with with some friends of ours to to buy it, rehab it, and then turn it into an Airbnb. And the Airbnb is doing great. We we built a back house and and we are uh, gonna soon be having two Airbnbs out, out of that property. And it very so I jumped in on that as a as kind of a test, right? Kind of a kind of a ride along. I want to learn how all this works. This is the first time ever. Ever, I actually, yeah, that was the first house I ever bought mm. uh, before even you know my personal residence, uh, right? So I was, um, so I was just riding along, trying to learn uh, as I went, so that kind of thing. And then I, then I quickly found that like the profit we would make, the money that could come in, I'm like, oh wait, if I just had like you know a handful more of these, that could replace my my job, right? Yeah. Or um, uh, yeah, so I so I went in on this with with some friends. So it's like yeah, it's like, like now that I kind of did that one is more of a safe one. Moving forward, I could I could do one on my own and learn how to do this, learn how to really make my money work for me, right? Yeah. So in this case, I'm in the the principle at the at the core of this is I'm investing in an asset that then brings me passive income that first of all that pays for it itself, so I don't have to lose any money on paying for it. And then on top of that, I have cash flow coming in that supplements my monthly income, right? And if you have enough of those happening, and if, or if you build that portfolio of, in this case, real estate, you can, yes, very easily replace your your uh, monthly income that you get from your nine to five job, that sure. kind of thing. Cool. So yeah, so you're, I guess, you're, the goal being financial freedom, that's kind of your why. You want that time freedom. You don't want to have to work if you don't have to, you know, like you said, there's nothing wrong with working nine to five. Like I, I really enjoy my job most days. And, but just having that freedom to, you know, I can work when I want, or, um, I can choose not to work if, if, if something happened or in some cases, you know, an an emergency might pop up and you might not have the option to work and still have that security of the financial freedom. And so, um, but your actionable steps are pursuing real estate and buying kind of, you know, maybe one or two homes at a time, kind of building a portfolio that's going to produce that yeah, income. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Exactly. Have you had to make any adjustments or any, anything, do anything different? Um, as I'm sure it, as you're, you know, working on those homes, as you're kind of trying to manage two homes, I'm sure you guys yeah. have had to tweak a few things. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So I think with that, we started ours, um, it, we bought it, uh, in uh, early 2019, and we very quickly learned that that our city has a ton of regulation on short-term rentals, and we bought a house that wasn't zoned correctly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we had to go through the whole process of getting it rezoned for the right thing, so we so we could legally have a short-term rental in that area. Um, and then you know we went through the whole um, the whole process with finding a a construction company to work with and then w- working with them through the process. And, um, and then when we finally launched, it, it was over a year later oh, wow. and it was in the middle of, of the pandemic of the mm-hmm. COVID pandemic pandemic. Right. And it's like, Oh gosh, like, like, yeah, it, not it, what we were like expecting yeah, at all. Yeah. So at the beginning of 29, yeah. we're, we're running and gunning and we're like excited about this yeah. thing Then we launched, you know, April, 2020. And we're, 
scared, right? Mm-hmm. We're like, oh God, is this going to work at all? Um, and and luckily, I mean, I don't know what it is about our city, but but people are still coming, and and we're seeing. Uh, we're seeing a lot of, I mean, it's a lot of last minute bookings, but yeah. we're seeing it uh, hitting the numbers that we needed to hit. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think when it comes to the adjustments, like, so, so one adjustment is this, right? So the COVID pandemic, we have the second house finished about, uh, four or five months after the, the front house. And we decided, okay, because we're still in the, in the thick of it with mm-hmm. the pandemic. Okay. Maybe not, let's maybe not make that a short-term rental just yet. Let's yeah. let, we had, we had somebody, it was just an opportunity that came up that presented itself for someone to live there for six months. And we're like, you know what, let's take long-term rental income for six months on this back house just because, right. It just seems a little bit safer. It's just, we're, we're rolling with the punches. So you and, like pivoted, pivoted the kind of the use of that house. Exactly. That exactly. Cool. Cool. And so, we also made it shorter than a year uh, okay. of a lease so that in, you know, in after six months we'd be able to reassess, okay, is COVID still a thing? Uh, is it still, you know, as affecting travel mm-hmm. and Airbnb bookings, you know, as it was earlier. And if not, let's just convert this into a, convert this into a, um, an actual short term rental. Right. Uh, an- another piece that motivated that, that pivot was one, one expense that we knew was coming with the front house, but didn't really think about uh, until we had to do it was actually we had to furnish the whole place. Right. Mm, and that's, yeah. that's a lot of money, right. Sure. Furnishing an entire house. And so the back house, if we have a long-term rental, they furnish it, right. Yeah. They bring the, they move in, they bring their stuff. So that six months gives us, gives us like six months of, of, of uh, an on-ramp to then intentionally save for, for furnishing cool. the back house or let the front house pay for the back house, back house's furnishings. Uh, yeah. So it was just another, another pivot in the middle of it. And, and that's what we found that we just have to constantly do how constantly reassess the new variables that are introduced and then say, okay, what's, what's the best course of action now, even if it goes against the original decision, right? The original goal, the original direction that you were headed. Yeah, no, I, I really like that example of making adjustments. You know, I, I think when we're talking about making adjustments, it can either be to the end goal itself. And so, you know, that could be your goal of financial freedom. Maybe, maybe that goal needs to change. But in this case, you were talking about a specific real estate and how it wasn't going um, exactly as planned. You had a few bumps in the road, obviously COVID happened. And so that you had to make adjustments through that. So that, I mean, that's great. I think that's life, right? We, we were mentioning before. So, um, you know, as you were talking, I was kind of thinking of just a few other tips um, for our, for our audience of um, things that I've heard or read or, you know, advice that's been given to me about goals. Um, so I'd, I'd say number one would be to write your goals down. I think that's key. I, I think in, unless you write it down, I think studies would show that, you know, writing things down commits it better to memory, I think, and also is, is a little bit more deliberate. And so um, my wife and I, we, we wrote our goals down. We put it in, in our... Um, closet. So each morning when we're getting ready, I can see it. Um, you know, I don't necessarily look at it every single day, yeah. but you know, I, I, I know some people might write their goals on, on their mirror or just make them, make them kind of in your, in your daily life. Um, don't necessarily, I, I would, my advice would be don't write them down, put them in a notebook and hide them away. It might be easy to forget. And so make them interact with it. And then I would say the second piece is tell people, tell people your goals. It doesn't have to be something necessarily you share with everybody. You don't have to post it on social media or anything, but if you tell people your goals, 
Um, number one, that solidifies it a little bit more. And two, it creates a little bit of accountability, right? So if I tell you, Jeff, hey, I want to, you know, I want to be financially free or I want to buy a house or I want to save money or I want to go on a run, then you know, if we're talking about goals or the next time you see me or anything, essentially I've given you a little bit of license to ask me about that, mm-hmm. right? That's a connection that we have. That's accountability there. And so what I've seen for me is the more people I tell and the more people I include in my circle and in my journey, number one, the more fun it is because I'm sharing mm-hmm. my life with others. Mm-hmm. But two, the more likely I am to complete those goals because I, I know that you and, you know, my wife and my friends and, and people are going to be asking me about them. And it's, like, shoot, okay, you know, if I really am trying to be healthier and I'm trying to work out, like I was mentioning before, and somebody somebody at work is like, hey, Baxter, you know, uh, how's working out been? You like, uh, I haven't done it in a month. Like, that's yeah. that kind of sucks a little bit. Uh, you know, I, I'm not going to be shamed by anybody, I don't think, but um, it creates that accountability there. Yeah. Do you have any other tips? No, I think, I mean, just let me add a little bit to that. Yeah. I think, uh, at least for my personality, I've always been the opposite. I'm like, okay, I don't... I don't want to tell anyone in case it becomes a failure, right? So I like I'd rather be the person where you don't hear anything about, and then all of a sudden it's like, wow, Jeff did that. Why do you think that is? He accomplished that. Is I think it's definitely like a performance-based mentality that I've kind of grew up with. Which you know, it's definitely I'm not saying that's the right mentality, but what I've seen is if I don't tell anybody, then it's like like I have this mindset that oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna surprise everybody in three years when I have all this all this ready, all and I accomplish all of this. But what actually happens is it just kind of falls flat and yeah. n- never happens. Right. It's like, it's like if a tree falls in the woods and nobody's around to hear it, you know, does it make a sound? It's like, yeah, yeah my goals just didn't make a sound yeah. at all. It's like, sure. because it never really kind of got, right? got yeah. away with yeah. not doing them. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So I, I really like that you said that because it is, it is, I like what you said that you said, you said, um, you give people a license to ask about it, right. Uh, to give you some accountability. It's not mm. a formal accountability relationship, sure. but it's a, it's a, Hey Bax, how are you doing on, on running? It's like, Oh crap. I, I haven't done that in forever, you know? And, and, and that's, yeah, it's, it's better. And it's, I think it's a healthier lifestyle for me coming from such a performance based, uh, personality or sure. mindset that I've had. It's like, okay, I, I need people to call me on when I'm not call me out when I'm not, you know, doing what I said, what I said I would do, yeah. you know? Um, but, um, yeah, no, that's really, that's really good. Yeah. I, I, I like that you've, you've seen that. And I, I've seen that too, of just, of, you know, if I, if I'm not telling people, I can kind of get away with, with not doing it, you know, like yeah. really maybe the only person who would know is my wife because she doesn't see me working out, <laughs> you know, when, when I'm at home or something like that. But, um, it, so. yeah, it, I think it, it would only take, um, so many failures, before, you know, telling people and failing so many times before you realize, okay, the next thing I'm going to tell somebody, I am going to follow through yeah. on, right? So it's kind of a journey that everyone has to take. It's not that you'll hit the first audacious goal mm-hmm. that you set and tell people about, but it's like, it's a, even that is a learning process. You're like, man, I set this huge audacious goal. I posted it all over social media. I, I told my friends about it. I told people I barely knew about it. Yeah. And nothing ever came about it and that's nothing ever came from it. And it's, that's really embarrassing, right? It only takes a few of those for you to be like more calculated and strategic in your, in your goal setting process and and your sharing process, you know? Um, but you asked about other tips. I I would say, uh, one thing for me, you you said the you know, putting the sticky note on the mirror or, or, or stuff like that. Uh, just using the reminders app on your phone, but kind of overdo it, right? Like I, I had a, um, I, I was reading a book, uh, high performance habits by Brendan Bruchard. And he said, okay, it's 
write down three words of who you want to be, who you want to be, what you want to be described as, mm. and set a reminder on your phone with just those three words for every hour of the day, like, you know, like the reasonable hours while you're awake. And so every hour for a month or more, I got this thing that just said those three words. And very quickly, I got annoyed by those, but also was thinking about those constantly. Mm. And I and I started to implement those things. So one of them was being strategic at work. Like I didn't want to just be complacent or do the thing to solve the problem at hand. I wanted to be, I wanted to be known as for myself and for others. Oh, I'm I'm a strategic uh, player at at the company I'm at. Right. So. I would, I would say, okay, what's the small problem? What's the big problem that's causing this? What's the root of this? How can I solve this on a much bigger level? How do I redesign this whole part of our system to get this working much more efficiently, right? So it's it's because I was reminding myself constantly with those rem- on, on just my reminders app. Um, and, and, I've, and I've since turned it off, but I've those three words are like, you know, burned into my head, right? Mm-hmm. So, so that's just another little tip that I have. Um, yeah, just constantly remind yourself until until it's really baked in there. Sweet. Oh, that's great. I mean, I think this has been a good good overview of goals. I think we've kind of talked through, you know, what we would say and what we've learned from others. You know, by no means are these our own ideas. In in most cases, um, what you know, vision actionable steps and how to make adjustments are. And, you know, over the next few weeks, we're going to be breaking down each of those things and talking in more detail and giving more examples and um, talking through some some of the places we've learned those pieces and more of our failures, if, if you enjoyed those pieces. So um, before, before we kind of transition out, what's one thing our audience can be doing this next week to be headed in the right direction in terms of in goals? You know, what's one you know, small action step they can do, um, to kind of set themselves up for, um, success. Yeah. Uh, this is what I would recommend. I would say in the next week, as you are going about your life, uh, either on a, you know, a notepad or a a note on your phone, every time you think or, or realize there's something in your life that you don't like Mm -hmm. that is changeable or maybe even unchangeable that, you know, in your current understanding, maybe it's unchangeable, but just write down those things that you don't like about the current state of your life. Right. And then a week from now, you'll be able to look back on those things and say, okay, what are goals that I can make to take these, these things that I've defined that I don't like and make them and and get to a place where I do like my life. Right. Um, And I think you'll even find that some of the things that you've defined as unchangeable when you put put action towards a strategic goal to change it, they actually are changeable. Yeah, no, I really like that. I, I like the idea that, um, you know, you, you evaluate your life, you start to think of things that are uncomfortable or things that you want to change and kind of view those and, and say, I want something different. Another way to say that might be, you know, what do you want to add to your life? What do you where do you want to be or what is something that you want? It can be positive. It doesn't necessarily have to be something that you want to take away, but there usually is a change there and there's a different maybe direction. And so, um, you know, in my experience, it isn't something that I've been able to do in just a, a day or one sitting. And so I would encourage you guys to, to do that over the course of this next week. Um, and to just really start thinking through, just some of the, a little bit of that why, a little bit of kind of what motivates you and what's it, what's important to you. So yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Those those are great thoughts, Bax. Man, I love this. I love being able to sit here, talk with you, and share and and yeah, everything we're learning, our, our mistakes and and the good things, right? Just on this journey of personal finance and and financial freedom. 
Um, yeah, well, that's our show. I think, I think, uh, let me hear, let me recap for us. We, we talked about goal setting. We talked about vision and the motivation behind your goals. We talked about taking actionable set, uh, actionable steps and, and being able to achieve those goals. And then we talked about being able to roll with the punches because life happens, right? So next week in this goal setting series, we're going to talk about vision and we're going to do a deep dive on it. And, and, and the reason for that is, you know, life, life happens. And, and, and when you fall off the horse, it's that vision, it's that motivation that's going to help you to get back on the horse and keep going. Yeah. Yeah. So if, if anything stood out to you today or if you learned anything, share it with a friend. Um, and we'd love to hear what stood out to you in, in the comments. So we'd love to engage. So um, leave a comment below. So I'm Baxter. This is Jeff. And this is the Potentially Successful Podcast.